What's going on, ghosties? Welcome back to Tales of Spooky Coffee House. If you're new here, welcome to our podcast. My name is Veronica. And I'm Chelsea. And we are your hosts. On today's episode, we will be discussing our haunted location, Oakland Cemetery, and serial killer of the week, Hiroshi Mayu Mayu. As well as a tarot card reading to end the podcast. I will not be saying that guy's last name again. Well, maybe when I introduce my segment, but it's a little, it's spelled M-A-E-U-E. So anyways, how are you, Chelsea? What are you drinking tonight? I'm being basic tonight. I'm just drinking coffee with pumpkin spice creamer. Mmm, that's not basic. That's yummy. (laughs) I also have some whipped cream on top too. Girl, that ain't basic. Shoot, my Folgers coffee is basic with powdered creamer. <laughs> I mean, I could go that basic, but mm-hmm. I'm really milking the uh, pumpkin spice creamer stuff right now. So, and take advantage of it while you can because you I know agree. these bitches will take it off the shelves as soon as it's what December, um, January maybe. Yeah, I think I think sometimes you can get away with January just because they have like the production they have to get rid of. That's true. You guys did get your pumpkin spice stuff a little earlier than we did out here in California, so maybe you'll have it longer. I'm not sure. Maybe. Are you doing okay? Um, yeah, I'm doing great. How are you? What are you drinking? Uh, yeah, I'm doing great. What are you, a fucking robot? This guy. I'm I'm doing good. So yeah, I want to give a shout out. I'm actually drinking tea tonight. I know it's not coffee. Don't come at me. But this tea has been pretty good. So once upon a time, I was on TikTok and I was just going through lives trying to chat with people. And I came across a live where their at name is Free Spirit period beauty spelled b-e-a-u-t-e-e get it beauty (laughs) anyways and they were talking about how they make their own teas and you know they have this company of theirs i actually ordered two different type of teas from them they're called emerald coast alternatives by the way that's their company's name i'm currently drinking their brain and body tea and let me tell you it's delicious they do recommend that you drink it with lemonade i don't really do lemonade but i'm so tempted to buy some lemonade just to mix it with the tea because i don't know i feel like it it would be tastier but i'm someone who doesn't mind drinking plain old tea or even like coffee like black coffee right so yeah guys it's delicious i highly recommend i've been drinking their tea since i've got their order in like i said you can find them on tiktok freespirit.beauty yeah i don't know tea tea is good for me it is definitely one of those things that's very good for you, especially when you drink it accordingly. Mm-hmm. I have tried so many times to start a tea garden so I can make my own teas, but mm-hmm. I can't keep plants alive. So I can keep kids alive, just not plants. Well, let's be grateful you could do that, man. <laughs> yeah, well, they're considered a medicinal tea shop. So, you know, they put specific herbs, I guess, if you will, right? Yeah into each of their teas and to give it a a specific purpose for you but yeah i i recommend it chelsea i'm gonna buy you one and send it over to you so you could try it out tell me how you like it but also i wanted to kind of tell you and the ghosties about something that happened last night in my room um we're we're trying to keep this like pg-13 right no it's definitely pg-13 it's it's um so okay you're scaring me 
I'm scaring myself with these flashbacks, man. <laughs> okay, so last night. <laughs> You're just making it so much worse. So last night I was laying on my bed, Abby, trying to <laughs> go to sleep. <laughs> Stop. And okay, one, I'm on a, a hydroxyzine, okay? Hydroxyzine is a medication drug. for. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> prescription drug for. Uh, sleep it helps with anxiety as well so I took it for for sleep and obviously I'm also hitting my pen right so I'm high as well it's not a it's not a controlled medication by the way it's not Xanax or anything it's like literally one step after Benadryl type of thing okay it just happens to be prescription anyways so I'm ready to knock out and I'm laying in bed it's dark I have my tv off tell me why I like first I I heard noises like a tapping, right? And I'm like, oh, maybe my mom's like knocking on my door, knocking on the wall. I'm very paranoid at night. Like, oh my gosh, she needs me. Like something happened, right? Mm -hmm. And then I, you're not going to believe me. And then I heard footsteps running in my room on the ceiling. Why would I not believe you? I've told you before that your house scares the shit out of me. Okay, well, I don't want to believe myself. So... And so I re- I got so scared. I remember laying there and I was like, all right, this is it. I'm going to see a ghost tonight. All right. And I'm like prepping myself mentally. Like, okay, if you see something, don't freak out. Don't freak out. And so I kind of like sit up on my bed and I look around a little bit and I don't see anything. And then I turn my flash on on my phone. I don't see anything. But then I hear it again. And it sounds like running footsteps. And I'm like, no, hell no, dude. And it's not loud. It's very light. But you could tell. That it would be like what sounds like running footsteps. So I'm like, well, that's going to be a great story tomorrow. And I kind of just turned around and went to sleep, knocked out. But yeah, that happened last night. So that was fun. Do you think it had anything to do with the drugs you took? Like you were hallucinating almost? Oh, no. I've I've taken this drug many times before. I've actually been taking it for the past week and a half just because my sleep has been horrible. You know, it started all when I was sick with COVID and stuff, so my sleep was just not it, and I had asked for hydroxyzine to help me knock out. But no, I've done this many times before. I've never hallucinated. It's Like I said, it's not that type of drug. It's not that strong. Well, you said it was helping you sleep, so I was thinking maybe like it was... Um, like a oh, dream type it? thing? Like a vivid dream? Yeah. No, because so, I sat up, story. girl. Well, remember the story I told you about with the witch on the ceiling and I got stuck? Oh, no, I don't remember that. Yeah, I told you in a, like a couple episodes before, like actually not even a couple, like a long, a long time Yeah, that's ago. why I don't remember, but go ahead and uh, <laughs> retell it. Something the night before and I was getting up the next morning well, I was in like that lucid state between waking and sleeping and mm-hmm. I opened my eyes and I was stuck. It was a, I think they call it night terrors mm-hmm. and I was stuck and there was a witch that was like on the ceiling and then she like came towards me to like grab me. Oh yeah. But I couldn't oh. move and I couldn't scream. Ooh, yeah. So I was thinking like maybe you had one of those. No, because and I'll tell you how I know how I could debunk that theory is because that stage that you're talking about, the in between, I've experienced that before where I I'm in my dream, like I'm awake but I'm not. And I like I'm trying to escape or I'm trying to run from something. And I literally remember running to my door, but not officially waking up until the doors open. Like whether it was the movement of my hand or the sound of the door opening, it like brought me back right but last night i was trying to fall asleep 
I was not asleep yet. I was not in that stage. And I do remember sitting up. And when I sat up, that was a moment where I was awake. I knew what was happening. I knew I was awake. I did like no question about it to where when I ran up to my door that one time, I was questioning like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, where am I going? You know? Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I'll keep you guys posted to see if I hear it again. Can, can we debunk this? I'm sure we can. I'm sure there's some kind of explanation for it. But it was spooky and I thought I'd share it because you know what? It's a spooky podcast. So, well, hopefully you uh, you better tell that ghost not to kill you tonight because I need my best friend. Oh, I ain't scared. Try, come at me. Come at me. <laughs> come at me. So, Veronica. Yes, my best friend. I have been waiting oh so patiently for a revenge would you rather. Oh no, you see, so the thing about that is um, our ratings went down really bad, so I don't think we should do it anymore. Actually, they went up. <laughs> no, they did it. <laughs> oh yes, they did. Did you want to tell them about all the new countries that we've had join us since <gasps> our Would oh, You yeah. Rather has started? Let me, yeah, let me go ahead and do that. Thanks for reminding me before, I guess, you start torturing me. <laughs> I'm gonna take my sweet ass time. Good, hey, live in the anticipation. I know. So guys, I'm not, I was never one to be like into the analytics of our podcast and stuff, but it's interesting, okay? And I kind of got addicted just to checking our stats and stuff. And there's a part in our analytics where it's like what audience, like where our audience is from. And the list grew slowly, but surely, like I'm about to list the different countries that listen to us. I also want to say thank you for listening to us. To those who have been listening to us from the beginning, how you doing? How you been? What are you drinking? To those who are barely like starting to listen to us, hi. Hopefully we don't scare you away. We're normal, kind of. And yes. So anyways, <laughs> so we got the United States. Okay. Germany, India, United Kingdom, Australia, Canada, Poland, Ireland, Sweden, Romania, and Japan. There's just one little country missing that's really pissing Veronica off it's pissing me the fuck off and you know what i think we could all guess what it is all right mexico ew <laughs> <laughs> don't embarrass me like that chelsea <sighs> anyway <laughs> yeah no mexico where the flip are you huh i mean we've only like we've only done how many serial killers on Me- from mexico like they should be on our list by now I've, I've even been doing haunted locations out there because you know what? Nothing is scarier than a flipping haunted cemetery in Mexico, dude. I've been to cemeteries right. out there. They don't play out there, okay? They don't play. Right. Anyways, are you ready for my game? No, so yeah, like the other day, um, what I was going to tell you too. Um, uh, just, just embrace it, Veronica. All right, go. <laughs> okay, remember, don't think, just answer. Easy. Okay. Would you rather... Dunk for apples or carve a jack-o'-lantern? Carve a jack-o'-lantern. Would you rather be cursed to live forever or to die young? Cursed to die young. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think anyone wants to live forever. Would you rather piss off Maleficent or the Wicked Witch of the West? The Wicked Witch of the West. Would you rather put your hand into a dark, slimy hole to try and find something small or walk into a very spooky, dark cave to try and find something big? Yeah, Yeah, spooky cave. Really? Yeah. What if it's big enough to eat you? Oh, this involves creatures? Yeah, no, cave. I'd rather see it coming. (laughs) 
Would you rather be chased by Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, or Ghostface? Jason, I'll just jump in the lake. Come get me, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good answer. Thank you. I'm scared. (laughs) Would you rather be eaten alive by rats or by fish? Fish. Hopefully I'll drown first. Would you rather brutally murder six strangers or be part of the human centipede? Sorry, six strangers. You gotta go. Would you rather get kidnapped by a psychopath or get abducted by aliens? Oh. (laughs) Either way, you're getting probed. Ooh. (laughs) Hurry, quick answer. I guess the aliens, man. I don't know. (sighs) I need a I need a minute to just catch my breath because oh that was no intense you're not ready would you rather have visual hallucinations of the rain girl or Freddy Krueger from a Nightmare on Elm Street oh there's some more I would rather see Freddy okay would you rather save your mom and let a hundred innocent people die or sit a hundred innocent people and let your mom die my mom needs to learn how to run let's go mom <laughs> <laughs> so you're killing a hundred innocent people bye. <laughs> If I'm willing to kill six, I'm willing to kill a hundred. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Damn, that's a huge gap jump. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, some of our serial killers have killed over 600 people, so, you know. This is only level one. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> good, 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 good. <sighs> okay. Ghosties? I hope you were answering those with me because I just... <laughs> Veronica needs validation that she's not a psychopath. Yes, please. Please. Chelsea, I do have a quick question for you before you start off with the haunted location of the week. Okay. So if you could have your own club, Ghosties, this is for you as well. If you could have your own club, what would your club be about? And what are some qualifications one must have to join? I mean, I know what it would be. I just don't know if I want to say it. You've said plenty before. (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) we all know the type of books that I read, right? Yeah. By the way, sorry, but they're making their way to my FYP. (laughs) I saw like two separate TikToks last night on my FYP and I was like, no, 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 what's going on? But anyways, continue. Okay, so you need to start with Den of Vipers. Okay, you need to start with that book because that's what's going to get you in or scare you off. Okay. That's for you, not for, I mean, Ghosties can read it too, but whatever. You want me specifically to read that one? Yeah, I want you specifically to read it. Got it. Okay. All right. So, my club. (laughs) So there's like, I guess there's like two. I would either have a sex club or I would have a all-female club where we read nothing but romance and then have like a bunch of strippers. Wait, there. hold on. <laughs> <laughs> club number one. <laughs> would, would you be doing the sex with the no. numbers? Oh, okay. No. Okay, clarify, girl. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> my imagination no, was going wild. Okay. I would just host it and I would have like I would make it like really elaborate and sexy and mysterious and like I read too many books to not have creative ideas for it, okay? I still like, don't understand what would be happening during these meetings. Of the sex club or for yeah, the women? The sex club. Do I really need to elaborate what a sex club is, Veronica? So you will be having the sex with the members? No, I wouldn't. I would just be hosting it. So you'd be watching? Sure. 
<laughs> there was no good answer for that, so sure. Oh my god. <laughs> um, to my therapist listening to this, um, yes, we will talk about this at our next sex- session. Session. Oh my god, section. <laughs> I'm done. Why did I ask that? Why did I do that to myself? Okay, so we're moving on from that topic, okay? Deepest, darkest, deepest, darkest desires, I will fulfill them in the sex club. Not personally, I will just handle it, okay? Oh, man. Anyways, moving on. (laughs) Segment number one, please. Please, please, please. (laughs) So the haunted location of the week is Oakland Cemetery. And so we're going to be traveling back to Georgia. Um, Only this time, we're going to be going to Atlanta. Ooh. So, Oakland Cemetery was founded as Atlanta's Cemetery in 1850 with only six acres. It changed names in 1872, 22 years later, to reflect the large number of oak and magnolia trees. And then by that time, it also expanded to 48 acres. The cemetery has 70,000 plots the last of which were sold in 1884. But because they were family plots, there are still regular burials today. Now, there's lots of sections in this cemetery. It includes a Confederate section, which is home to an estimated of 6,900 burials, about 3,000 of which are unknown soldiers. Wow. There is a new and old Jewish section. The old part was part of the original six acres, and it expanded after the purchase of the other acres. And you also have Potter's Field, which is the section where those who couldn't afford plots of land were buried in the early days of the cemetery before the turn of the 20th century. Because the cemetery grew so quickly and plots of land were filled at such a fast rate, most people opted to be buried at Potter's Field because it was cheaper. Mm -hmm. So there's no markers that exist at the field, but archaeologists estimate that there are about 7,500 people buried in unmarked graves. So you mean to tell me, not only are there 3,000 plus unknown soldiers buried there but there's an additional 7500 uh, wow 7500 graves that just no one really knows about yeah and i'm not even done yet jesus all right there is also a black section of the cemetery. The section of the cemetery was a testament to the period of history during which segregation was at its height. In the- so the entire cemetery reflects the great cultural that occurred in Atlanta during the service Jim Crow era, which is exhibited by the segregated black section to the modern era that strives for social equality, which is seen by the recent burial of Menard Jackson on a plot in the original six acres. One feature that visitors notice right away is that of a black section similarly to the adjoining potter's field. It lacks a great deal of headstones, monuments, grave markers, like all of that. And because many of the grave markers for the black section were made of wood and other biodegradable materials at the time, a lot of the markers has to come to the passing of time and as a result have been rendered a large portion of the grave sites in the black section being unidentified. Can I ask you something? Yeah. It's known that spirits will be at peace when they're properly buried, right? Mm -hmm. So say that these people that have already been buried, if they're you know, little marker that used to say their name and stuff is is gone. Do you think that disturbs the dead or do you think it's like, means nothing? I guess it really depends on the spirits. So like, you know, there's things where they say not even just native burial grounds, like Indian burial grounds, but also Mm -hmm. like the Egyptian tombs and everything. Mm -hmm. If it's been designated as 
theirs. It's possible that they could wake up, but I don't think that it really would because even though their marker is gone, they're not mm -hmm. being disturbed. Once they start getting disturbed, that's when you have a problem. Totally get and, you. And for me personally, mm -hmm. I think that only lasts so long as the body is still there. Yeah. So, like, if you've been mummified and your body is still there, like, 2,000 years later, and your tomb or your gravesite gets disturbed, yeah, I think that's bad juju. Mm -hmm. But if your body has already decomposed and your bones are dust and you're just, you're again, I think that it's been long that's enough that you've already not only moved on, but I believe mm -hmm. in reincarnation, so yeah. you've already been reincarnated. Also, can you stop shaking your tail so loud? Jesus, Chelsea. Me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Lay down. No, it's a don't get in trouble. Lay down. It's play season out here, so. Oh, we have a special guest on the show today, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> At least it's cute. Anyway, so those are the, all of the different sections of mm -hmm. the graveyard. There's also a bell tower that was built in 1899. And General John B. Hood directed Confederate forces in the Battle of Atlanta on July 22nd, 1864, from this location that the tower was built, but it was mm -hmm. originally a farmstead when the battle took place. So many graves have been destroyed over the years and vandalized, and because it was not a public cemetery, a lot of the graves were destroyed and vandalized because it was the responsibility of the family owners to take care of the, the plots. Mm -hmm. A lot of them were destroyed and the only reason Oakland is as, is in as good condition as it is now is because it was added to the National Register of Historic Places on April 28, 1976, due to the historical value of the graveyard. And so the Historic Oakland Foundation was then established. I'm glad it was saved eventually. Yeah, the foundation has overseen the restoration and upkeep of many of the graves, monuments, mausoleums, and buildings that have been affected, not just by time, but also by the 2008 tornado that heavily damaged the cemetery. And the, the historic Oakland Foundation is supported by donations, grants, and special events, and they maintain and restore the entire cemetery today, as well as providing guided tours of the grounds. Right, so next time I'm in Atlanta, I'm definitely doing this tour. <laughs> now, this ha this cemetery has a lot of history about it. So there was a lot more information on the hauntings at Forsyth Park, which I did in episode 21. But with the Oakland Cemetery, it has a lot more history, but not so much on the hauntings. The only thing that seems to be agreed upon with the hauntings is that of the war soldiers. And in a cemetery with so many war casualties, it's no surprise that many of the legends that have sprung around have been about soldiers. Some people have said that they've seen Union soldiers hanging from a tree, heard names called out in roll call style, and even seen prominent Atlanta businessman Jasper Newton Smith rising from his statue to run the cemetery at night. Now, I didn't mention this, but his statue is at the entrance of the cemetery and is pretty much the first thing that you see when you walk in. Many believe that the tension from burying the Union and Confederate soldiers in the same place is what causes them to haunt the area. And I really couldn't find information on the Union soldiers, like where exactly they're buried. They're just also buried in unmarked graves. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure if they have like their own section or if they just mix them together. Yeah. Which would be really fucked up <laughs> very fucked up <laughs> like 
it probably wouldn't like it really doesn't matter to us nowadays maybe because you know the civil war is over but at the time like you're literally burying people with their enemy oh i'm sure there's plenty of people that would not want to be buried next to a what confederate soldier oh yeah yeah i can yeah you know what i mean yeah but also like the confederate soldiers themselves wouldn't want to be you know, buried with the Union soldiers. So there's a, I can go on about the Confederate and Union soldiers. There's, I did a research paper on it and we're just going to move on from that. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, while the cemetery doesn't have any as interesting hauntings as Forsyth Park in Savannah, I think it's an interesting haunted spot for historians and those who are interested in the Civil War, just because there's more soldier sightings than anything else. Yeah, I, well... I'd still give this cemetery a shot, for sure. Oh, yeah, I would, too. Whether I'm going to seek, you know, ghosty stuff or, you know, for the history itself. Oh, yeah, and the history, like, there, if you've seen some of the pictures, they, it is such a beautiful park. And, I mean, not like a park park, but they have, um, they have, they added gardens into it and all Mm -hmm. kinds of different things to make it more beautiful. It goes towards preserving the cemetery as part of the historical significance. And it is just, it is gorgeous. That's my section. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for that. So I do have my serial killer of the week. Here we go with the name. Mm -hmm. His name is Hiroshi Mayu. I'm pretty sure it's Mayu. I'm pretty sure. Um, he does have another nickname, but I'll go ahead and tell you the nickname after I tell you about our little friend here. So Hiroshi was born on August 8th, 1968 in Osaka Prefecture, Japan. Hiroshi was convicted of killing a total of three people, a 14-year-old boy, a 25-year-old woman, and a 21-year-old man, all of whom were members of an online suicide club. Yes, you heard right. These victims were part of a club that was made out of suicidal members. That's why I wanted to ask you what kind of club you would have. Totally different than what this guy was doing. (laughs) You know. I'm trying to help people indulge in their pleasures, not end their lives. (laughs) Well, that's not going to age so well. Um, Hiroshi would convince his victims to meet up and end their lives together by committing suicide via carbon monoxide poison using a charcoal burner in a sealed car. After a brief conversation, Hiroshi would instead strangle them. He later said that the murders gave him sexual pleasure. So yeah, this guy suffered from a paraphilic psychosexual disorder. In other words, this freak couldn't achieve sexual release if strangulation was not involved. Now, I'm not here to judge. If you're into strangulation, please tap out when the lights start getting dim or have a safe (laughs) word, okay? Please. You can't have a safe word when you're being choked. Yeah, well, you can start clapping like a seal, all right? Um, (laughs) I'm gonna try that. (laughs) Stop. At your sex club? Yes. Sure, sure. No, I just I'm gonna try that now, just to just to try it. Be like, choke me so I can clap like a seal. <laughs> I'll let you know how it goes. No. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. No. I'll 
I'll hear I'll hear all about it at your sex club meeting on Friday. Um, okay, so damn, I'm not opening a club that soon. Yeah, you sent me an email. No, I didn't. Um, not that soon. It's too early. <laughs> Wait till next year. Next year, anyways. Back to my. Hold on. We got. Wait. Hold on. <laughs> Hiroshi did claim that this desire of his developed after reading about similar events in a mystery novel as a child. Okay, another thing I would like to see again, say, sorry, again, I'm not here to judge, but either childproof your naughty books or make sure you know what the hell these kids are reading, okay, that your kids are reading, because mm, that's where his ideas came. So unfortunately, this isn't the first serial killer that I have researched where I truly believe that these monsters could have been stopped before killing innocent people. We all know how broken the system could be, not only in our country, but in other countries. So before the murders, Hiroshi attended the Kanazawa Institute of Technology, where in 1988, he attempted to strangle a male friend, which resulted in him dropping out. In 1955, Hiroshi was arrested and charged with assault after beating and attempting to asphyxiate a male work associate. After settling out of court, he was released but fired from his job. In 2001, he was arrested once more for the attempted strangling of two women and sentenced to a year in prison and three years of suspended sentence. After being released early on good behavior, he was arrested again in 2002 for attempting to strangle a junior high school boy for which he was sentenced to 22 months in prison. So all of this happened before he killed those three uh, people. Uh that's bullshit. It is bullshit. This guy could have been stopped so early on, and I'm very disappointed that he wasn't. And like, I'm just isn't there like a a three strike rule within the government? Like I don't I don't know how it is in Japan though. So oh, that's true. But um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I hope that they're doing better the system to keep these fucking monsters out of the streets. He was let, let out on good behavior, dude. What? You know what I mean? That's like trying to get Jeffrey Dahmer to get out on good behavior. Like, uh, no. <laughs> um, and on July 28th, 2009, Hiroshi was hanged in Osaka along with a 25-year-old serial killer, Yukio Yamaji. So that is my serial killer for the week, guys. Um, another name he's known as is the suicide website murderer. I didn't want to say it because I don't want to give it away. The club. But yeah, that was fun. Sorry, I'm still stuck on your Jeffrey Dahmer comment. Like, could you imagine? <laughs> no, I don't want to. That's what I'm saying, though. You know what I mean? Like, these guys are obviously freaks, like, in every way. And I you're know. just letting them out because they fucking said... Thank Good you. Night. Oh, I said, oh, I'm sorry about what I did. I can't. I can't. The system needs to get police. Like, I'm just picturing the outrage in the community and, like, society as a whole. Imagine the families. Yeah. The families of these victims. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, that would be so crazy. So, moving on, um... <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get started with segment number three, which is our tarot card reading. And this week, we are doing a tarot reading for a special listener. 
Um, we are going to call her by Sue. And she wanted a clarity tarot reading. So this reading consists of four cards. Card number one, what you need to know. Card number two, what you need to embrace. Card number three, what you need to release. And card number four, what's next? So card number one, what do you need to know? The card that I got was three of reversed. Obstacle after obstacle has left you feeling frustrated and apprehensive. You can see the big picture. However, there are blocks along the way. Plans with not only a timeline, but a deadline have been thrashed, which ends up feeling like time wasted. In a constant state of overwhelm, you are thrown off your game and unable to adjust to the challenges that have come your way. This could also have happened due to poor planning and a shaky foundation. Take your losses for what they are and align yourself back to your grand vision. Ask yourself what tiny steps you can take today so that you are that much closer to achieving what you have dreamed of for yourself. This is all a part of the journey and you have all the resources necessary to overcome your struggles. I think that was very straightforward <laughs> with yeah. what you need to know. You're playing it safe and you need to not. Yeah. And then, you know, whatever failures, I guess, I don't really want to call them failures, but, you know, whatever bumps in the road that you've come across, you don't let them stop you. You've gone through them. That's the that's the big picture here. So continue to move forward and just be a little bit more prepared for those bumps and know that you're going to get through it like you have been. Exactly. The card number two is what you need to embrace. The card we got was Nine of Swords. A living nightmare. Your worst fears are coming true. You've managed to manifest your worries by constantly thinking about worst case scenarios creating anxiety and stress. Making a mountain out of a molehill perpetuates your despair and fuels your melancholy. Fear and doubt are paralyzing you from moving forward with endless what-if scenarios playing over and over in your head. You're frozen with the crippling fear and doubt that you've created, and beating yourself up is only making it worse. Transform yourself out of the darkness and leap out of the shadows, becoming your own cheerleader and acknowledge yourself for all the good that you've been doing. Celebrate your wins and breathe in all your blessings. Ease your anxiety by remembering all is not lost. So embrace embrace your... Breaking point. Yeah, Embrace your breaking point, accept that it's going to happen, and work through it to figure out how to move on. Baby steps. A little goes a long way. Mm -hmm. Literally, celebrate your wins, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. I need to take my own advice, but yeah, definitely celebrate the wins. All right. No matter so, how small. I agree. I every, Anything and everything counts, man. Card number three, what you need to release. Now, Sue... Um, the cards for this one literally slapped me in the face. Um, so I'm guessing this one's really, uh, important for you to hear. So I actually got two cards, not just one. The first card is the High Priestess, and the second card is Two of Cups reversed. So let's go ahead and start with the High Priestess. A mystery of the subconscious, the High Priestess asks you to listen to your inner voice. She combines serenity, inner knowing, and collective wisdom to guide you toward your intuition. 
Trust your gut and let it lead you to the right answers. Don't force control. Instead, let situations unfold as they are meant to be. At this time, pay special attention to your dreams as they may carry subliminal messages that can help you in your waking hours. Looking inward rather than outward can provide you with the guidance that you seek. Your imagination is ripe with creativity and flow, free from logic and practicality. Embody the divine feminine that exists inside of you to connect back to the fertile life source in all of us. Trust that your expanding intuition is guiding you to where you need to go. So that's the first card in what you need to release. How do you, how would you um, translate that, Chelsea? Well, because you have two cards, I would translate them together. Got it. So the second card was two of cups reversed. Unable to hash out conflicts, you are struggling to uphold your relationships right now. You and your partner are having trouble seeing eye to eye, and it is causing a rift between you two, creating an awkward and constrained energy. Instead of blaming the other person, look into whether you have unresolved patterns from the past that are replaying in this current scenario. Regardless, whether it's you or the other person, there is a lack of emotional connection and trust. The uneven footing could be the end of a partnership where you two may take separate paths and go your own way. Not all relationships are meant to last forever and have a place and a time in your life. Instead of feeling bitter, appreciate what the relationship has given you and how you grew from this experience. So I'm getting a lot of, like, what do you need to release? You need to release the bullshit. And that's stop worrying about other people and just, like, just focus on yourself and accepting yourself. And once you do that and you release all that negativeness, you'll be able to follow your inner instincts to guide you for whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. That being said, we're going to go ahead and move forward to our last card, which is what's next. So the card we got for card number four, what's next, is the Fool. How exciting. The Fool is a card of pure spontaneous energy filled with curiosity and enthusiasm for the next adventure. You're ready to step forward into a new journey where the sky's the limit. You have boundless potential where you can pour your exuberance into fresh creative endeavors. Living in the moment, you are learning to let go of expectations and to go with the flow. You are ready to venture into unknown territories and pioneer your free spirit self into the new phase of your life. With a carefree attitude, this is a time to really discover yourself in new ways and explore your options. Trust your gut, listen to your heart, and believe in yourself. Once you let go, the universe will support you on this exciting beginning of your journey. And then it says, YOLO, you only live once. Well, I can see what year my cards were made. <laughs> <laughs> it said YOLO. So, Yellow what's soon. next? <laughs> so, new beginnings, new challenges, basically a new you. A new journey. I'm excited for you. Um, I hope everything works out, whatever is going on. If there is anything going on, you have so much potential to to discover or rediscover yourself. And I hope you do get to do that. And I'm excited for you. I'm excited for you too. All right, Sue, thank you so much for letting us do a tarot card reading for you. And that all being said, it's the end. <laughs> I'm so sad. Let's let's go back to talking about your sex club. Let's get more into let's that. Let's not. Let's not. So 
is there like a certain <laughs> like I don't know uniform you have to wear or like dress code? Uh, the less the better. Oh, okay. All right. I have no um, idea. I just made that up on the top of my head. And, like, would you sell tickets, or would it be, like, the same people every week? I mean, it would have to be exclusive. So, I mean, not so much tickets, but, like, invites. Invites, people that pay for their, like, what? It, not subscription, but what do, you, what do you call it? When you have, like, annual pass or something? When you have what? Like an annual pass, like an annual pass to Disneyland. Do will they oh. have an annual pass for your club? Um, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't do annual. Maybe I would do like biannually. Yeah, and then are there any prizes that you get? Do you, do you win anything? Um, sex. <laughs> I don't you get no. It was it's your club. It was hypothetical. Shut the fuck. Anyways, thank you, Ghosties, for joining us this week. Make sure to give us a follow on our social media. If you want a free tarot card reading, please, please, please feel free to let us know. Whether it's DM or you want to shoot us a text, we will choose one lucky person a week. Uh, we are your hosts. I'm Veronica. And I'm Chelsea. <laughs> Have a spooky weekend. What? <laughs> Have a spooky weekend. Talk to you guys next week. Bye! Bye.